Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We got an NLCS about to start, so we're previewing that, letting you know what the hell's going on. Hello! Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. I'm sitting here with Jake and Trevor and producer Zach behind the dish today, replacing BBD. We wish well. We got an NLCS that we've never seen before, fellas. The Phillies and Padres have never met in the NLCS, and nor have two teams that won less than 90 games, which both of these teams did. They both made big moves at the trade deadline to improve their chances. Those have panned out thus far in the postseason. And we're looking at two rabid fan bases that are hungry as ever to watch these games be played. Jake, how you doing? What you got? James, Trevor, Zach. Thoughts with BBDs. Family's going through some stuff right now. We love them. Um, Man, with this matchup... Jim, there's the two balances you mentioned at the start, right? Uh, we've got two 80-win teams there, which you're like, oh, okay, new age wild card. I don't know. What's that about? But these are also two teams that have been all in, like chips on the table. I mean, San Diego has cashed in. They got Soto at the deadline and Hayter and Machado in free agency. The Phillies, Harper, they brought in the all-in king, Dombrowski. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing when I walked away and NL people were starting to get mad at the new playoff format and, and this, that, and the other... The high-end talent on these teams is exactly what you want. Uh, the starting pitchers, uh, the Phillies lineup, a couple of the dudes in the Padres lineup, what the Padres bullpen has turned into. I guess not as many in, in that Phillies pin, but we've seen some guys step up back there. Uh, it doesn't feel like the traditional matchup, right? You thought the Dodgers or, or uh, the Braves or even the Mets were going to be there this year. Here are these two teams that you could have talked yourself into one of them probably because the talent is there and you believe in it. But now they're both here, and uh, one of these teams is going dancing. We got the Nola brothers, Trev. Who doubt? Yes. These teams are so similar in the fact that, you know, I think throughout the year we wanted these teams to get hot. We saw that high-end talent. We knew what the pitching staff could do. I think the Padres is probably a little bit deeper, but Wheeler-Nola 1-2 is as good as it gets in all of baseball. Um, so I think when we're watching this, we're seeing two teams that are extremely hot, have been playing all sorts of baseball, not just slugging homers. We've seen both these teams bunt. We've seen some defense out of both these teams, some lapses of defenses in both of these teams. My separator here is going to be the bullpens, mm. I think. And right now, San Diego has been hot. You mentioned Hader coming over, doing his thing. He looks even better than he did ever in Milwaukee. The way he's throwing the ball right now, it's like lights out. So if it comes down to that, I think the Padres have a little bit of an edge there. But this is going to be baseball that is going to be aesthetically pleasing. I think it's going to be exciting. I think we're going to look at the fan bases and get chill several moments 
several different times in this series because the energy is going to be there. This is this is fun postseason baseball. I'm like, I'm very, very excited about this series. I'm as well. They both went four in the round earlier. The Padres, every game was two runs or less against the Dodgers, whereas the Phillies against the Braves, they had a, what, I mean, an eight-run win, a five-run win, and that bullpen that the Padres have, Trev, cannot matter if the Phillies can jump starters, but the Padres starters are also good. But I think that's kind of the Phillies' formula is those – that top-heavy lineup, and then, you know, you have your unsung here in Brandon Marsh. But that top-heavy lineup and, and Bryce Harper, and it's basically feed the beast right now. Because Bryce Harper's first two at-bats of the game have to be damageable. Have to have runners on, and the pitchers are pitching carefully, and he can put runs on the board. And I think that's the Phillies' best path to winning is to get the starters. Uh, because that's, that is their formula. And... They're, them in close games, I mean, I like the Padres better in close games, I think. Obviously, I'm just kind of talking and thinking about it right as I say it, but I think I like the Padres better in close games. I like the Phillies' ability to blow it, blow it out early better with that top of the lineup, working walks, getting uh, Hoskins and Harper and their sluggers pitches to hit. My Ben, but don't break King Snell. I mean, put him in for that too. Um, and yeah, Darvish, I, I mean, those first innings with Harper batting fourth, especially if Harper can lead off the second inning, that's already like an instant win, uh, for San Diego. Uh, for me, I know Trev mentioned the bullpen already. Uh, you mentioned the bullpen already. And I, I guess that's where I'm starting to talk myself into circles. Cause basically I think the conversation comes to this Phillies lineup has been deep and nasty. Gene Segura has been doing it on the back end. Brandon Marsh has been going uh, Padres a little bit of the same with holes, but you know you've seen Grisham step up, um, Cronenworth they've he's, he's been down in the lineup contributing. The Phillies top to bottom, every guy has been a threat in contributing, and for me it comes down to is that going to continue and are they going to wear out the Padres? I think the Padres pitching right now we're talking about where they are right now. The Braves kind of ran into a bad situation with at having to throw a hurt Strider. And then Morton comes out in a spot they don't like him um, as he kind of wore out down the stretch this year. It feels like the Padres have more ways to win between bullpen, uh, between bullpen starting pitching and their offense kicking in or their defense as well, where the Phillies, it feels like they've got their two aces and that lineup can bludgeon you. So for me, is that lineup going to be able to bludgeon enough? I'm current leaning no, but I don't know if I'm going to place a bet on it at the DraftKings Sportsbook, Trev, uh, and that's where I place my bets. I will place a bet at the end of this. How about that? Do it. Let's add you a little to. juice to this. Got to. I'm a man of the people. Yes. Um, and if you want, I mean, they got you got football on the weekends, and NBA is coming back. You can bet $5 on any NBA money line bet, and you'll get $200 in free bets, or you can follow whatever I'm about to bet at the end of the show. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOHNBOY. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Details. Might be a tale of defense in this in this. Oh, defense. Yeah. You love the Padres' defense. I you do. I remember that. watching them during the season and being like, oh, my God, I am not seeing this in the AL. I thought the defense <laughs> in the NL was much better all around. Um, Astros got a pretty good thing going on. but And the Mariners did too. But, yeah, I think the Padres' 
get outs. And I think that might be the biggest separator between these two teams. Like Philly's not known for their defense, right? Especially in the outfield. Openly discussed by the GM. Yeah, Marsh and Stott have been huge for them, center field and shortstop. But still, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that are not out there for defense. On on that note, I think we have to give a shout-out to Hassan Kim for what he's provided for yes. the Padres at shortstop when Gross. you know a guy you're banking on to come back doesn't come back. A lot of times that's difficult to fill the shortstop hole. We seem to cross the league. But he steps in and is able to do what he's done defensively. He's worked some good at-bats, big double in that last game. I mean – I, I think both these teams are here, not only because they have that high-end talent, but the rest of the guys, the supplemental pieces, I don't even want to call them that, dude. Like the rest of the lineup, they, they've had moments in this game. They've stepped up with runners in scoring position. They've had big at-bats. They've made big plays in the outfield. The fact that Trent Grisham and Drake and Jake Cronenworth are going right now is huge for the Padres. And you can say the same thing about the guys at the bottom of the Phillies lineup. And we haven't even talked about Austin Nola had some ribbies uh, early on in this in this uh, in these playoffs as well. So it's that's why they're here. They've been getting contributions all over the place from their lineup. And then, yes, the starting pitching has been good, too. I mean, Trent Grisham's a guy that you should be watching out for as he's kind of taking over this postseason. He's got 381 batting average in the seven games he's played, a 519 on base. Do they move, where do they move him? You're, you're Bo Mill. Do you, I mean, are you putting him smack in the middle of that lineup right now just to try to ride this thing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I would I would lean on the team's fan bases if they play matchups, if they change it a lot, or if they just kind of ride what they have. I, I could look at the history. I know they had Drury DHing at the and cleanup at one point. It seems like you could slide Grisham there if you wanted to. But then is that too much pressure? Does it? Do you like having the big un, unsung hero threat in the eight hole? Maybe. I almost think as a player, you kind of just want to stay where you're at. If you're having success. Maybe during the regular season, you're like, yeah, move me up there, dude, because I want to collect some ribbies. Postseason, when you're feeling good and you're locked in, I would be like, let's not change a thing. Things have been working out right now. Let me keep going. For both these teams, it's been working. Uh, you know, we, we saw the Phillies stay with it. Remember, we had that whole conversation. Should we change up our lineup? They said no. Ends up paying off uh, in droves. They hold serve at Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I think it's as simple as these teams are going to come in. Whoever wins the first game, they're going to sit there and be like, hell yeah, it's working. <laughs> Whoever loses that first game, should we move them up? Do we have to slide them down? Should we sub in this guy? And that's the beauty of playoff baseball because it, it's got to happen fast because otherwise you find yourself in a bad spot. Um, Roster watch, you got D-Rob left yeah, off the NLDS because he was celebrating. He says he's trying to do everything he can to get on the NLCS roster. So that's when they, when they put out that roster if he's on there because – Hey, if D-Rob can't pitch in games one and two, but is free the rest of the way, you know, if he's like, hey, I'm two days out, I think he's on there because there's games one, two off day. Maybe you go put him on. Um, how does it work if they're like, nah, he's injured? Can you IL him in the middle of it and then replace him if he's not ready I by game you three? Can. You can. I think so you can, but he like... can't play the next series is what it is. If oh, you take so him if, off... yeah, if you take him off the post, he's out. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Maybe fact check that. That's a massive upgrade for the Phillies bullpen if they get him back. They don't have like a set closer like the Padres do. Um, we've seen Alvarado look absolutely dominant at some time. Sir Anthony Dominguez, kind of the same thing. So they're going to mix and match there towards the end of the game. 
Zeflin's giving him some length when they mm. need to. He's closed out some games. He's kind of like a uh, whatever you need me to do type of guy back there. If they get um, Robertson back, man, he looks good. That's and it's just another weapon. That's another guy to you know come in and in a high leverage situation. A guy that's been there, that's been in these playoffs before many many times, understands what it takes. I think. I think if they can get him back, like you're saying, James, even if they need two games, I would do it. I'd put him on the roster. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to be sucked into the high end talent in this series because there is so much about it. But how about guys that are kind of high end talent but aren't in their stride right now? But maybe you know, for in a seven game set, Noah Syndergaard. Last time we saw him, three important innings for the Phillies. Uh, will that matter? Is he going to get a start? Can he stretch that out further? Uh, we saw Clevenger get knocked around by the Dodgers. Sean Manaya is is with those Padres. Um, who of those guys is going to get involved with this series? Because as we go from the five-game set that half the league started complaining about and go to the seven-game set, you're going to need more of a contribution from those guys. And, you know, a big performance by one of those guys, whether it's resetting a bullpen, even in a loss. You know, we only get one off day in this set after games one and two. If this goes to six and seven, we're going straight from Philly back to San Diego with some tired arms and tired bodies. Who is going to give the best losing performance, and will that matter? If it's someone mopping up a game uh, or uh, if it's someone letting their team come back in a game. I, uh, I'm interested to see Brad Hand, former Padres legend, pitching for the Phillies. I mean, a lot of emotions there. Soft throw and lefty. Take them up top, Trev. Are you, Trev, you made it sound like you're leaning Padres, which I'm a little surprised because you're a Phillies guy. I'm still processing all this information okay. as we go. I, I would like to see the rosters because I think Robertson does make some sort of a difference. I don't know if it's going to flip my choice or whatnot, but how about this? I want Shamanaya because we are going to have have a four starter here. I think the Phillies are probably going to go Syndergaard. Um, there's Gibby. He hasn't even thrown yet, so he, he'll be ready to go too. For some reason, I want Shamanaya to have a great start and to like get a start and do all that stuff. But for some reason, I see a, a Shamanaya performance, like five innings out the pen, mm. one earned run, like keeps him in a ball game or eats up those innings. I think the depth that they have that they can get guys to go those extra innings is going to play really well for the Padres in the seven game set because they need innings. Yeah, or the Phillies get up but early and the Padres say, ah, whatever, we'll save everyone in this game and you see a, you see a punt game or two after you know a starter gets knocked around, which in five-game set you can't really fully do. do that. Yeah. I like the Padres in a long series. I just think that, that, that you know, that Dodger series is pretty battle-tested. It was every game was close. The energy was awesome. Uh, if, it, if it's a long series, I think I like the Padres, but... I wouldn't go bet on my opinion here. Mm. You go next, Jake. <laughs> a couple guys that deserve a shout-out. Trev, your favorite. The managers. Bo Mel versus Topper. Rob Thompson, the midseason, uh, replaces his, his guy, Girardi. Gets a contract. He's going to be the guy now. Um, I'm just... I like this Padres team early on in the year. I thought they were going to have a better regular season. Uh, they ended up, you know, making the playoffs, uh, making the dance. They obviously didn't get Tatis back. I thought that would have been part of the season. They traded for one of the best players in the world in Juan Soto. And Hayter in the back of the bullpen changes that whole team dynamic. 
I like the Padres everywhere except the middle of their lineup, which, again, <laughs> that could be taxing and they could ruin almost every game. And I kind of like Philly having those middle three games like they did in the Atlanta series where they won, they split in Atlanta, and then they had that rocking Philly crowd ready to go. I don't think the Phils can win it in five, which means we're coming back to San Diego, which means pitching depth gets tested. I like San Diego a little better. Kind of wow, the starting pitcher. Us. I changed my opinion. The starting pitcher, the relief pitching, the defense, everywhere except the beef in that lineup. Uh, I think they've got Philly, Philly beat, which I think over seven games, you'll see those winning ways kick in more. I'm going San Diego. I feel like the Nola's parents right now. I have people I love on both sides of this thing. You know, Blake Snell, my guy. All my Philly friends, my Philly connections. It's kind of take. I, I just like both of these teams. Uh, you made some valid points, dude. I think Thank defensively, you, you got to go Padres. Nice guy. I, I think bullpen, you probably got to go Padres. I think starting pitching depth, you probably got to go Padres. But bang. what does A Rod say famously? Baseball. Ability to bang. Philly, I think, is going to hit its offensive stride in this series. I think they're going to get enough. Pitching, I think Ranger Suarez is undervalued. I think Noah Syndergaard is undervalued. I think he looked really good. Uh, uh, I'm taking the Phils. Let's go, Phils. City of Philadelphia loves me. I'd rather live in Philadelphia than San Diego. Mm. Uh, they're both wonderful places. Good answer. They're different. Those are completely different places right there. I was going to say something I completely forgot. Oh, I'm just really excited that either Bryce Harper or Juan Soto are going to be in the World Series. When someone tweeted at me, at me I was like, yes. Yeah. Because I really enjoy watching both those at-bats. I think America loves um, a polarizing figure. You got Manny Machado as well. I should throw him in the mix there. But it's good for baseball to have stars on the biggest stage. And while, the, while these Soto may not be the off. markets MLB was hoping for, when you also when you had Atlanta and, and LA in play, you have very big star power on both these teams. Yeah, something to watch out for uh, if you believe in sports synergy. Uh, Phillies, uh, Eagles look really good. 76ers, it, could it be a Philly year again? We'll see. And Jim, something that I think I can get you jazzed up for, and you too, Trev. We got Tim Hill, one of the grossest underarm lefties, and we David got Schwarbo. We got Harper, so we should get some ugly lefty-on-lefty matchups, so I like that. Okay. Yeah. Go, Phils, go. Topper. Topper. Good nickname. Interim no more. See you guys. Enjoy the series. I don't know who's going to win. I have no idea. Nobody knows. It's baseball. A-Rod's a genius. He knows. And be that. And he Machado. And Machado was on after that. Miami boys. Castellanos, LCS MVP.
Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.